If you can't tell, I don't like doing intros because I'm awkward. I like doing intros. <laughs> so anyway, today I'm going to talk about what's known as the Watseka Wonder. The what? The Watseka Wonder. What's Watseka? Watseka. Because it takes place in Watseka, Illinois. Is this close to us? Mm, not super close. It's like just Illinois, south of Chicago. Illinois, Chicago's three hours, four, four hours. I from don't us think currently. that's close. Close enough. Okay. Okay. Well, it's probably a, a, an hour south of Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So, the name of this event comes from a book, which this was the title of the book, and the book was written by Doctor E. Winchester Stevens, and. The book basically documents all of these events that I'm about to go through. Okay. Also, Dr. E.W. Stevens is does play a part in this story, so we'll get back to him. All right. So it's a biased account of the events, because he... Okay, he's involved. Yes. Um, also, when you find out, like... I'll, I'll just tell you, he is a spiritualist doctor, and this is in the 1800s. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. So, (laughs) the main events of this story take place between July 1877 and May 1878. So, it's about a 10-month period. Okay. But we're going to backtrack and give you some background information before we get into the actual Watseka wonder. Watseka. Watseka. That name is killer. It's fun. It's fun to say, too. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So, 1846, we have the birth of Mary Roth. Her parents are Anne and Asa Roth, and they move around the country during her infancy, finally settling in Watseka, Illinois. They were one of the first families to build a home there. Their home is still there. This, like... That's pretty cool. It's a bed and breakfast now. Cute. Like, there's so much fun history to this house. Like, really... Like, they just have a lot of really cool history because the people who live there just have really cool history. Oh, And I'm like, I... I like that. I want to go there someday. But anyway, we're not here to talk about their house. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we were. (laughs) I do, too. So, when Mary was six months old, she suffered her first fit is what they called it, which from the way it's described, I would say it was a seizure. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was actually catatonic for a while afterwards and was not expected to survive. Yeah, it sounds like a a grand mal seizure right there. Uh Uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. However, three weeks later, she was back to her normal Three weeks later? Three weeks later. She was catatonic that no, whole no, no, time? No, 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 She was, like, sick that whole time. She wasn't sick. catatonic okay, for three okay. weeks. But but say like, <laughs> yeah. That's brain damage, my guy. What? <laughs> and, like, having not expected to survive, yeah. she was fine three weeks later. Back to her normal baby self. That's so, odd. Yes. 
She lived a fairly normal life, except for these fits, which continued throughout her life and got more frequent the older she got. So she's epileptic. Got it. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's believed that because of the fits, mm-hmm. that's what they blamed this on, um, she uh, became very depressed. Okay, yeah. Because, I mean, it makes sense. It got yeah. into, the, like, it really kind of messed up her quality of life. Right, yeah. And um, she was diagnosed as cataleptic. Cataleptic? Cataleptic. What the hell is that? Apparently, back in the 1800s, they used it interchangeably with um, epileptic. Oh, okay. But it is slightly different, and I'm not entirely sure what the difference is. I don't think they had a difference in the 1800s. (laughs) They just decided to switch out and forth names. Yes. Okay. Okay. So... Um, she believed that these fits allowed her to communicate with spirits. <laughs> yep, just take a sip of your water there. <laughs> okay. Uh, yep, most people thought she was a little bit crazy. Yeah, I mean... That's an option. It is an option. So, her family had been feeling some pressure to put her in an insane asylum, which, okay, I get she had issues. Yes. But the insane asylums back in the day. Yeah, that's, in the 1800s, not a good place to send anybody. That's a death wish. Yeah, for... so, yeah, her okay. parents did not want to do that. Good on them. Yes. Good job, uh, Except uh, in 1864, when Mary was 18 years old, she grabbed a knife, snuck out into her backyard, and cut her arms. She, after losing quite a bit of blood, she faints. As one does. Yep. She's found unconscious, brought up to her bedroom. She remains unconscious for five hours. When she wakes up, she's basically a violent raving maniac. Yeah. Yep. Um, it takes five able-bodied men to hold her down onto her bed. Mind you, she's only about 100 pounds and mm-hmm. had recently just lost quite a bit of blood. Yeah. So... <laughs> That can happen when you come out of a state like that. You get very violent. Yeah. Like superhuman yeah. violent for no reason. Yeah. I see it. Yep. So after she calms down, she seems fine, except her senses are messed up. So she can't see, but she acts like she can. So, so how do they know that she can't see? Because she says she can't see. Oh, And okay. they actually put a blindfold on her mm-hmm. and she reads while blindfolded and she shuffles through mail and picks out letters that are for her while she's blindfolded like it's wild and apparently this became like a huge huh? thing where like people in the town are like oh let's go make mary read blindfolded and they would like bring stuff for her to read <laughs> blindfolded <laughs> what the fuck yeah it's really weird all right so <laughs> Um, her seizures continued to get worse, and because of everything that had happened, her parents kind of felt like they were out of options, and they did send her to an insane asylum. Oh, Lord. Here we go. (laughs) On July 5th, 1865, after suffering another fit, Mary Roth died at the age of 19. There are varying accounts whether she died at the insane asylum or at the home, because some people say she died at the home. Mm-hmm. And if so, that's the only documented death there, which okay. the home is known for paranormal activity. Okay. 
So, but yeah. Don't know where she died. But. But she did die due to a seizure. Yes. And so, well, we say due to a seizure. She was at an insane asylum. Yeah. We don't know what went on there. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) That part is true. Um, But with everything that happened to Mary, and especially after her death, the Roths kind of became spiritualists. They started, after she died, started to believe that, oh, maybe she was able to communicate with spirits. And this Please is all happening. Do a seance. No. This is all happening during the <laughs> spiritualist movement, which was around the 1840s to the 1920s, where spiritualism was still kind of like an outcast thing, but it was gaining popularity, and there was it wasn't as taboo as it was previously. There yeah. was a lot more resources about it and whatnot. So... So the Roths, though they're still a respected part of the community, kind mm-hmm. of become known as the crazy spiritualists. <laughs> okay. So that's... <laughs> so they just, they just went headfirst into this. I mean, no. They oh, okay. they did research and were kind of okay. like, wait, maybe there's more to this than... Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't just like their daughter died. Like, we're spiritualists now. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. Got it. Her awesome. death kind of sparked their interest. interest. Okay. Yes. And led to them researching it and... Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, now we're going to fast forward to July 1877. And here's where our story starts. <laughs> okay. I'm scared. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, if that was just, like, the background information. Right. I can only imagine what's going to happen from <laughs> now on. So, on the other side of Watsaka lives the Venom family. And it's important to note that the Venom family and the Roth family really didn't know each other. Okay. They knew of each other because they lived in the same town. Right. But they didn't, like, ever really cross they paths. Or they, right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. They were just acquaintances, if that. Okay. Even if. Just, like. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on July 9th, 13-year-old Lawrence C. Venom wakes her parents up in the middle of the night because she says that there are spirits in her room who are saying her name and that she can feel their breath on her face. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So she's obviously very scared. Right. Her parents are pretty hardcore Methodists. So they don't mess with any of that spiritualist stuff. Oh, Jesus. Here's, oh, here comes exorcisms. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, um, so on that night, her mom decides to sleep with her. And so they rest, sleep the rest of the night. Everything seems fine and is normal, right? Um, I'm pretty sure that that happens a few days in a row. Really? Yes. Leading okay. up to July 11th. Where around 6 p.m., Laurency told her mother that she was feeling weird. And then she had a fit, which, again, I think was a seizure, and passed out. She was unconscious for five hours. (laughs) When she woke up, she said that she still felt weird, but otherwise was completely fine, and she slept the rest of the night. Okay... The next day, mm-hmm. on July 12th, mm-hmm. she had an episode where her body went rigid and she couldn't move, but she could talk, and she was telling her family about the spirits that she was seeing. <laughs> I like the, the blink. <laughs> okay. All right. So 
so she talks about seeing her brother, who had died when she was three years old. <laughs> okay. So these episodes were described as her going into, like, a trance-like state. And she would describe spirits. And these happened pretty regularly for about two months. <laughs> she needs some medication. She needs some milk. We'll continue. Oh, we'll just, God. We'll continue. Okay. Well, this is called the Watseka Wonder. Don't you wonder what's going to happen? I wonder if <laughs> people are just epileptic and need some medication. Probably, yes. But also, there's something to this. I'm going to continue. Is there aliens involved? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, around sometime in September... These episodes seemed to stop. And I say seemed to because they were just kind of on pause for a minute here. For a hot second. Yeah, for a hot second. Um, on November 27th, she begins, excuse me, she begins having these attacks where she is in excruciating pain, which causes her body to contort. And they say her feet would touch her head. Hmm. So... This happened five to six times a day for two weeks. So she flexible. Okay. <laughs> well, and she'd be like in excruciating pain. Like she would just, uh, oh. This sounds also like st stiff, stiff man syndrome. Well, I don't know what stiff man it's syndrome is. It's a neurological is. Uh, disorder where it causes your body to go stiff and rigid. Okay. And get like stuck. You can get stuck with, like, cocked and all types okay. of which ways. It's a neurological. Celine Dion has it. Oh, interesting. I actually followed a girl on TikTok who had it, and she passed away. Oh. Uh, beginning of last month from it. From it? Because it, like, it, like, deteriorates your body, and, like, you, you like, lose control over, like, a lot of things. Like, she was oh, wheelchair-bound in a bed in continuous pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's a serious oh, thing. It's a really scary thing. That sounds scary. Yeah. I don't think that's what this is, but it sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> on December 11th, still in 1877, during one of these attacks, she became unconscious and thus kind of reverted back into her trance-like states that she was having before and started describing spirits, which she was now calling angels. So this ended her attacks. But the trances oh. came back and became more regular and happened three to twelve times a day, lasting one to eight hours at a time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one to eight yes. hours? She just be in a trance? Yes. Describing spirits? Yes. Angels? Whatever? Yes. And she would come eight out... Eight hours. Eight hours, yes. That's why it was only three times a day sometimes. <laughs> So, she would come out of these trances feeling, like, exhilarated and, like, like overjoyed, saying that she was just in heaven. So, her doctors, neighbors, and friends all thought she was insane. Mm hmm The Methodist minister of Watsaka actually wrote to the nearby insane asylum asking if they had room for Laurency. Uh-huh. Uh, her parents did not want to send her. Obviously, because it's the 1800s and mm -hmm. it's not a place to send people because you don't do that. No. Ew. Huh. Anyway. Um, 
So, like the Roths, they were under a lot of pressure to send her to an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. So this is where the Roths enter back into the story. So the whole town's talking about the insanity of of Lurancy Venom, mm-hmm. and the Roths are quick to draw parallels between Lurancy and their daughter Mary. As one would. Yes, because the whole town's a buzzing about it, and the right. Roths are like, well, now, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they decide to step in, because they don't want... they very much regret sending Mary to the insane asylum. Yeah. And they don't want the Venoms to make the same mistakes that they did. Right. So they step in. And they actually call up a spiritualist doctor that they're acquainted with. And this is Dr. E.W. Stevens, the writer of this book. So the three of them go to meet Lurancy. Lurancy, Lurancy, I don't know. They had weird names back in the day. They did. January 31st, 1878. The three of them meet Lorancy at the Venom House. She's huddled by the fireplace and is mean and crotchety. And Dr. Stevens describes her as looking like an old hag, even though she's only 13 years old. <laughs> you look like an old, old hag. So Dr. Stevens actually engages her in a conversation. And he asks her her name. Mm-hmm. She says, Katrina Hogan. She says that she's 63 years old from Germany. <laughs> what? Then her entire demeanor changes. And she says, okay, I'll be honest. Uh, my name's not Katrina. I'll tell you my real name. Um, I'm not a woman. <laughs> my name is Willie Canning. <laughs> goes into this full story. She goes, uh, my father was Peter Canning. I ran away from home, changed my name several times, got into some trouble and died. And now I'm here because I want to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fucking what? <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay. This, this is wild. I told you. This is wild. I told you. It gets wilder. So they continue conversing. W- Willie, or Lurency asks the doctor a bunch of questions and they have like like they, they just have like a kind of normal conversation mm-hmm. um as soon as they get up to leave however Lawrence passes out and again goes into this trance like state uh-huh. and she starts saying that she is in heaven so during this trance dr ew stevens is able to ask her questions and she's able to answer them as herself okay so she says that she's aware of the evil spirits, Katrina and Willie, and she says there's others, but she has no control over when they take over. <laughs> so possession. So, yes, and okay. she calls them evil spirits, which I think is important to note because... Yeah. Yeah, so Dr. Stevens asks her, like, well, maybe you would be happier if um, you let a nicer spirit take over instead of the evil ones so he says is there like you're in heaven right now is there someone there you know that you could like talk to about that and she goes yeah uh there is actually someone who wants to come and the other angels want her to come too and the doctor says okay who is it and Lawrence responds her name is mary roth (laughs) 
right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Mr. Roth is like, well, wait a minute. That's my daughter. She's been d- dead 12 years now. Um, you can let her come through. Like, we'd love to have her here. She actually went through something very similar that you did. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be able to help you. So, Laurency remains in her trance pretty much the rest of the night. Yeah. Um, the Roths and the doctor leave, but they all kind of feel like there was some weird spiritual contract that just kind of happened. Right. Like, they all kind of feel like something was agreed upon spiritually. Right. So, they leave and go home. The next morning. Um, yeah, February 1st. Mr. Venom calls up Mr. Roth and is like, uh, yo, my daughter has woken up now. And she claims to be your daughter, Mary, and is crying because she wants to go home. (laughs) Okay. I told you it gets wilder. Okay. So, (laughs) Mrs. Roth and uh, Mary's sister, Minerva, show up at the Venom house. And Laurency runs up and hugs them and calls them Ma and Nervy, which was a nickname that Mary had for her sister, which Laurency wouldn't know. Right. <laughs> so she continuously is asking, like, when can I go home? I want to go home. But that's, they can't just kidnap this kid, right? No. Like that's, <laughs> no, that's, it's not their, not their kid. kid. Right. <laughs> Except for she is. She is, but she isn't. Yes. <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, so the Roths and the Venoms come to an agreement because the Venoms were, like, a millisecond away to sending her to an insane asylum because mm-hmm. they just didn't know what to do. What to do, exactly. Yeah. So they come to an agreement that um, the Roths can take Laurency into their home and help her the best they can. So the Venoms agree. Um, even though the Roths are kind of, like, crazy spiritualists, they think... There's probably some truth to this after everything that they had gone through. I just spilled ice cold water all over my lap. Solid. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> that was really cold. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh gosh. Okay. So, where was I? So, on February 11th, Laurency, also known as Mary, moves in with the Roths. Okay. Mrs. Roth fully believes this is her daughter, Mary, um, asks her how long she'll stay. And Mary replies that the angels will let her stay until sometime in May. Okay. That's what she says. So she moves back into the Roth home. Honestly, just kind of fits right back into the family. There's, like, no question that, like, this is Mary. Okay. <laughs> right yep um she knows things that only mary roth knew and she acts how mary would act when she wasn't like suffering her fits or wasn't depressed or possessed Mm -hmm. or whatever was going on with her um it really doesn't take a lot of convincing that this is mary occasionally she would go into a trance but it seemed a lot more controlled than when laurency would do it okay and she would explain that she was visiting heaven Oh. Yeah. <laughs> also on occasion, other spirits would come through her body. And um, there was one who was 
they all seemed a lot nicer than Katrina and Willie. Mm-hmm. Like, they... I'm not sure what was so evil about them, but they probably... They didn't have permission. Right, <laughs> To take not. control of her body. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was one time that there was a woman who was in control of this body. Don't know who she was. She claimed to have died in Tennessee at the age of 25 in a similar way that Mary died. Oh. Yeah. And this woman explains to the Roths that Mary has been given control of Laurency's body until Laurency is restored to her normal condition and is healthy again, and then it'll be time for Mary to leave. (laughs) Okay. So, these kinds of things go on for about three months. And occasionally during this time, Mary would write to Dr. Stevens, Mm -hmm. thanking him for opening the door for her to be able to come through. And she visits with the Venoms, but she feels really bad because she doesn't know who they are. Mm -hmm. And she is their daughter. Right. Like, it just, she says it just makes her feel bad. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Which makes sense. Um, Even though the Venoms fully believe that this is not their daughter. Like, they are like, yeah, this is not Laurency. Right. So... Someone asks Mary one time where Laurency is, mm-hmm. and she says she's in heaven taking lessons, just like I'm here taking lessons, too. <laughs> taking lessons about what? Life? I don't know. Spiritual lessons, I would assume. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was one time when Laurency slash Mary, we'll just call her Mary from to make it not right. as confusing... Um, was talking about when she cut her arms and she pushes up her sleeve to show her scars and she's like, wait a second, that's not on these arms. Those arms are attached to the body that's buried and she like gives full information to where her body is buried. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, yep, yep. So May rolls around. And if you remember, Mary said that she would be here until sometime in May. Yeah. And we start getting snippets of Laurency. Like, she comes for a few minutes at a time, and then Mary comes back in control. Um, It's never really long enough for the Roths to go get her family. Okay. So it's just kind of like, yeah. But on May 19th, Laurency's brother Henry is over at the Roths' house, Mm -hmm. and Laurency comes back for a little bit. Oh. They have a very tearful reunion, <laughs> and they ask her if she'll be able to stay until they get, can get their parents to come over, and Laurency says no, and then well, pretty much immediately Mary's back in control. However, an hour later, Mrs. Venom shows up, mm-hmm. presumably to pick up her son, I mm-hmm. don't know, Right. and um, Laurency comes back, and we have another tearful reunion. Oh, Yeah, it's so fun. Um, it doesn't last very long, though, because Mary takes control again. So, Mary tells everyone that on May 21st will be her last day, and Laurency will come back completely healed, and she'll be able to return to her family. She says at 11 p.m. is when Laurency will come back permanently, on May 21st. Okay. So, May 21st comes around. Mary goes around saying goodbye to everybody that day. Mm -hmm. She calls up her sister, Minerva, knowing that 
Minerva's the most familiar face of the family to Laurency, mm-hmm. just because there's some weird acquaintance there mm-hmm. where like Laurency would recognize her. Yeah. Um. Well, she'd probably recognize everyone at this point, but right. <laughs> um. She asks her sister to bring Laurency when she comes back at eleven o'clock to their dad, Mister Roth, so that he can call up her parents and they can get her home. So eleven p.m. on May twenty first rolls around. Laurency wakes up. <laughs> Minerva, Mary's sister, is sitting there, and she explains that, hey, we're going to go bring you to my dad, Mr. Roth, and we're going to get you back. And Laurency goes, yeah, I know. Mary told me. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> so Laurency gets home, basically lives happily ever after. She never had, like, another incident or a fit or whatever. She got married, had 12 kids, Jesus. and <laughs> died in 1952 at the age of 88. <laughs> and that's the what Seko wonder. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that's the what Seko wonder. That is so... She... Bizarre. It's, Mary has documented to be in her body for 100 days. It's a hundred day possession, and it's the first documented possession. And in it's the not United like an States. aggressive possession either. It's no. just like a, and that's what it's. It's chill. It's the, it's chill, right? I'm right. I'm sorry, and I think that's fascinating because it's the first documented possession in the United States, that's and it's not, not a demonic a demon. possession. Yeah, but it's the first, very first one documented, but not. It's not a demon. That's why I really like this story, and I'm annoyed that it doesn't. It's not as mainstream as it as yeah, all the demonic a, ones are. That's so interesting. Like she right? lived. Mary lived for a hundred days after she's been dead for what twelve, 12 years? years. Yeah, dead, buried in the ground, probably a skeleton. Yep. And she comes back, and just and could tell all these stories and say that. Right. Whatever her name is, is getting lessons in heaven. Yeah, like... Right? Isn't that crazy? Like, what? Isn't that crazy? What? And no one hears about this story. That's why I get annoyed. Like... Because I feel like demons get more attention than they, they do. deserve. They definitely They definitely do. Because if this was a demonic possession, there'd be so many movies about this. Yeah. Everyone would know it. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. But it's a it's a friendly possession. I'm tripped. <laughs> so yeah. That's so I feel like I sped through that way too fast. That's so cool. Right? It's like trippy but like super cool. Right? Like yeah. I don't know what to even to say to that cuz it's just like that's so like that's so way <laughs> it's insane it's insane cause it's like there's no way like and it, the fact that she like was suffering Laurency was suffering so much before yeah and it was totally fine after this yeah that's my what, also why it's like she suffered and she was not okay and then yep goes away Mary's there for a hundred days she comes back and she's fine <laughs> And lives a normal life. Yeah. And has 
too many kids. Well, and imagine being, like, either family in that situation. Because, like, the Has she ever talked about being up in heaven, taking lessons at all? Or did that's just, like... Uh, not on record. I I didn't find anything of her actually talking about being in heaven on record. Like, from her point of view. (laughs) I'm stunned. I'm too stunned to speak. I know. I heard about this story and I was like, How'd you hear about this one? (laughs) You're going to find this funny. I was watching The Scariest Places in America and they talk about the Roth home on that. There's like a little snippet and they get a lot of it wrong, but because they try to make it scary and it's not a scary story. There are scary parts to it. Yeah. But. (laughs) Oh. Oh, wow. (laughs) I am. I'm flabbergasted. That's a yeah. trippy one. I the Watseka Wonder. There's a lot of stuff out there. Watseka. Watseka. I have to visit that place because that's... You should look up the history of the Roth House too. Actually, I'm going to do that right now because there's a lot of like fun... Like it's just such a cool place because it's one of the oldest houses in Illinois. Right. And then all the people who have like owned it, mm-hmm. it's like really fascinating. Um, so right now the owner is John Whitman, and he actually got some kind of an award for restoring the house. Oh, yeah, like okay. it's like he's the current owner. He's the current okay. owner. Yes, and I think he's opened it as like a bed and breakfast. Cute. Yes, but it's all restored to like. The time period. Yes. Well, I'm sure it, it couldn't be turned into anything else because it has it's a historical building. Yeah. And those have special rules and you have to build it to certain. It looks gorgeous too. Does it? Yeah. Um, so the house, the owners of the house include the Roths, who are infamous spiritualists, as it says on this site. <laughs> okay. Um, a notorious federal judge and a worldly aviator and pioneering businesswoman. Have all lived in the Roth house. Oh, what aviator businesswoman? I'm looking it up. <laughs> um, where? What's her name? Catherine Clifton. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah, so she owned and lived in the Roth house at one oh, point. Oh, wow. Yeah. And a judge, you said? Yeah. There's nothing about. Where's the judge? C.W. Raymond. Okay. There's a judge who lived there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But all those people live there. Yeah. Like, it just seems like a really cool place, regardless of, like, the paranormal activity. Right. Which I don't know why they have paranormal activity. The Roths probably did some seances. But let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> they probably try to get attached to their daughter again after yep, this whole situation. Yep. Well, and they did actually go see, like, psychic mediums. Uh-huh. And Mary told them, when she was in Lawrence's body, the date and time they went to see them and what they told them. <laughs> what? Yeah. I think that's fascinating. That is so fascinating. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Y- you what? She knew y'all went to seances. <laughs> and she told y'all... Yeah. What did they say? Did they say what they didn't they get into specifics? Um, it's probably it was probably personal. <laughs> so, so they're not going to put it in a documented 
Because this was, like, scientific documentation of a possession. Oh, scientific. Yeah, so they're oh. not going to get into, like, the... Here's what they talked about with the psychic Shoot, mediums I'm years interested. before. I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, I would too, but yeah. I don't think it's out there. Bogus. All right, good luck finding it. You think the Roths documented it? No, I think it's bogus. Oh, that it's not out there. Got it. Yeah. I thought you were calling me a liar. No. <laughs> I just called you a liar. Like, you're lying about me. <laughs> but no, I think it's a bogus. Like, that's an interesting part, too. Yeah. Perhaps. 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 <laughs> I sped through that way too fast. I was way too excited to you're tell so, you. It's okay to be excited because that's so cool. Right? It's not, it's not a horrifying no, it's demonic fun. possession. It's just a possession with like good spirits and angels. And for whatever reason, Mary came back. Like what? Well, and imagine too, I think... When I think that was in part to help the family with their guilt. In part. Because there's there were there had to have been so many different things at play for that to have been possible. Yeah. Cause you got Mary, mm-hmm. you got her family, you got Lawrence, you got her family, you got like I just I don't know. It's insane. Yeah. And it all had to be within the same area. Right. Like this is all just <laughs> so weird. So weird. Like, I feel like there's some timeline where this did not happen. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of things could have messed that up. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I don't even know, like... (laughs) This is, is, like, just tripping me up. Because it's like, I don't know what to say. I get it. I have no explanation for any of this. Like I don't like. Oh, no one does. That's why it's a wonder. I know, but like normally I can like, oh yeah, it's probably. But I do this one. I'm like, I don't know. And there, I think it was both families. I think ended up signing this book that Doctor E. W. Stevens wrote to say that everything he had written down was was valid, was true, true, and nothing was false. Yes. Wow. Because a lot of people were obviously skeptical about it. But then it kind of became, like, a staple in, like, spiritualism. Yeah. Like, it was one of those books that, if you were a spiritualist, you read. Okay. Back in the day. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's insane. Isn't it? And there's no answer. There's no answer. But, yeah. Because, but imagine... I imagine it happened like now. Happened to somebody what I'm now. Saying. It's like somewhere that we knew. Like it's it it's like it's like somebody else. It's like my sister coming back to somebody for a hundred mm-hmm. days, and then leaving. I'd be so I'd be so messed up in the first place. Well, that was my sister's spirit coming back. Yeah, and then coming and staying with me, not in her well, and that's original why I'm body. There had to have been so many different things at yeah. play because like it. It couldn't mess up the families. You know what I mean? Like, I mean it, it would, it would, it but... would trip me up because it's like it's my sister's mind, body, not body, mind and spirit in this person that's not that doesn't my sister, but she's telling me everything that my sister would know about us. And then I have you back for a hundred days, and then you're gone, and then I don't have know... any contact with you. Then it's like, 
But if you know it's temporary... Well, that's the thing, too, Mary says. is She says, I have to go, but I won't be gone. I just won't be able to, like, hug you anymore. She said, I'll still be here. You won't be able to see me, though. Yeah, I know that they're still there. But yeah. it's, like, having you back into where I can hug you and I can talk to you. Mm-hmm. And there can be, like, this open communication. And then going back to not having any of it. Yeah. Yeah. What? But if you knew from the very beginning that it was temporary, that but would it would make still it be easier. still hard to let. It would let still be hard, yeah. Go, yeah. It would still be hard to like, yeah. let go. I'm like, oh yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, then imagine too, like the Venoms being like, yeah, here's our daughter. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's messed up too. Like, well, here's my... also her mom also actually wrote a letter to oh, who was it? I think it was the Roths after all of this, and was like. I want to thank you guys because we were so close to sending her to an insane asylum, which I don't think she would have survived. And if she had died, I would have died. She basically yeah. said, like, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to live with myself had that happened. Right. So, like, you saved both of our lives. That's insane. And they they were, like, really good friends, I'm pretty sure, after all this. I don't know how you wouldn't be Right? Able to. You kind of have to be. Like. <laughs> well, and I'm pretty sure Lawrence, too, kept in touch with the Roths. I'm sure. She mo- ended up moving out to California, but... I don't know yeah. why you would want to move there. That's where her husband lived, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Insane. Yep. Completely insane. Mind-boggling. So, yeah, that is the Watseka wonder. I have to go to Watseka here. Yeah, that'd be fun to stay at that house. I should oh. see how much it costs. Probably a pretty penny. Probably. But it's beautiful. This guy did a really good job at restoring it. it. Yeah. This here it says it's $265 to have dinner there. It's how many? $265 for a four-course Italian dinner by a professional chef. And a mini photo session in a decorated Victorian parlor. I mean... Yeah. It's... it's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here. Oh, this looks old, though, but it says $52 per person a night. I think that's old. Yeah, I don't know. But I'll look into that further. That seems like a fun place to go. That'd be really well, fun. Well, that, that was, was all, folks. That was, who was that? The pig. That's all, folks, yeah. Yeah, who's, what's his name? Porky. Porky. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. That was fucking crazy. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>